Hey everyone, sorry there hasn't been an episode in a while. I've still been recording, but I definitely haven't been editing. Even when I tried to publish this one tonight, I think my mouse died, so I had to record this intro with my trackpad. Oh, not great. Any anyway, here's what I recorded with my friend Rachel, I think maybe four months ago at this point. We're going on an adventure, so the audio quality isn't the best. I mean, whatever. It's a free podcast. Hope you enjoy. Rachel, where are we going? Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. Oh my gosh. Do you think Niagara Falls matches the hype? Of, like, is it awe-inspiring? Yeah, it's really big. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like a free thing that's really cool. Free thing that really cool. Big world. Yeah. It's okay. like people come from all the world. It's bigger than all the other ones, I think. That's true. When I was coming to Toronto, a lot of people asked me if I was going to see Niagara Falls. So. That's what people come see. I, yep, I guess so. Our tower is no longer very big compared to the other towers, so <laughs> they drive an hour outside of Toronto and they see the big one. Okay, great. Is it a wonder of the world? Uh, Do you know? I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. Alright, fair enough. Well, there's also different types of wonders of the world. That's I don't true. think it's one of the natural wonders of the world, but it could be. Okay. But I feel like the tallest waterfall in the world, mm. I think it's in Brazil. Yeah. I think it might be one, so it'd be kind of rude for the widest one. Okay, but then, you, then the, you would have two waterfalls on the natural sure. wonders. Um, yeah, so maybe that's not a good look either. Maybe it's not. Okay. It's, it's, it's a sharpie. <laughs> uh, 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 do you want to play your favorite game? I want to play my favorite game. Okay, uh, do you want to start? I should start. I pick a number or you pick a number? You pick a number. Um, 129. Are you a person who has a lot of acquaintances or just a few close friends? Why? I have a lot of acquaintances. Because I move a lot. Okay. And because I don't let friends go, so... I don't lose friends, really. I just kind of drift and sort of stay in touch, but not really. Okay. <laughs> um, you, but it, it sounds like that's not your ideal. Well, I think my ideal, ideal would be for there to be a, like a starker line between my acquaintances and my friends that I would still meet a lot of people and have a lot of acquaintances mm -hmm. but also know who my closest friends are and maybe have a few less people that I try to make my closest friends. <laughs> okay. I think I have the issue where I try to make everybody my closest friends. I think I also have that issue. Okay. A little bit. A little bit. So, starker line whereas like, do you think you're trying to push that line or? I think my personality type my Enneagram type mm -hmm. is that I'm like scared of not having people. Okay. So 
I try and make sure I have lots of different people so I don't lose them. Right. So I like try and hold on to relationships uh-huh. that aren't necessarily like meant to be forever friends. Yeah. And I feel like every new group that I become a part of, I need to have, they need to be my closest friends. Right. Whereas I feel like it would feel really nice, and I don't know if this is possible, but it would feel really nice to be able to know, like, okay, these are, like, my three, like, go-to closest people. These are, like, this is, like, my community who are, like, I'm always going to have around me, but, like, are, like, is kind of a little bit more flexible, not quite as close. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, oh, yeah, I know a lot. Like, I have a lot of acquaintances, but they're just acquaintances. And, like, I'm not. I kind of have already defined those relationships, at least for the time being. Right. I guess I have this issue, but... To me, it's not that hard, I don't think, to differentiate between, okay, you're a close, close friend, and uh, we're not quite there yet friend. It is easy to differentiate, but, like, because the life is always in flux, oh, like, it's like, okay. who is gonna be my close friends? Right. A year from now. Yeah, that's true. Grimsby. I have a friend from Grimsby. Oh. Yeah, his name's Anton. Oh. Have I met Anton? Um, I don't think so. He's a newer friend. I know him through rock climbing. There are three interchanges. Thanks, Grimsby. Can I share an interesting fact? Sure, go. So, we have to do, like, a safe driving course. Okay. For my job. Yeah. And part of it, they talk about, like, all the things your brain are doing when you're driving. Okay. And, like, they kind of explain why it's so dangerous to talk on the phone. Okay. In fact, it's not really about, like, using your but it's about the fact that when you're listening to someone talk you're like imagining things in your brain and that's like taking up a certain portion of your brain that could be being used to like drive okay and so basically they're talking about how like talking on the phone while driving is really dangerous also like same like listening to podcasts or ebooks when you're driving but they've done studies and they've said that talking to the person in the car is not nearly as dangerous Uh uh-huh like, your brain doesn't get nearly as distracted, and I think it's because, they really said they think it's because, like, the person in the passenger seat is also watching what's going on. Right. So, like, if something's happening, they stop talking as well. Yeah. Um, I believe that. So, recording podcasts while driving is more safe than listening to podcasts. Okay. <laughs> Fun fact. Uh, but a pair of safety officers over here. Yep. Public <laughs> service announcement. Public service announcement. I love it. Podcasts so, are great. Don't listen to them either. Yeah, if you're driving right now, please stop and instead consider recording one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll pick a new number. Uh, 520. What impossible task are you facing right now? I don't really like that question. Um, I feel like this is the impossible task that we already talked about. Accepting that you're never going to be perfect. Oh, yeah. So impossible. No, but this is what's impossible. How do you continue to strive to be better, but accept that you're always going to mess up? Oh, what a good question. Yet to figure that out. I don't know if there's an answer. Do you have an answer? Um, So how do you strive to be better? But not get crushed when you mess up. Right. Oof. The metaphor that I use is almost like, it's almost like driving a car. It's driving a car and watching how tightly you're gripping the wheel. You can still be moving forward and have this like gentle way of like keeping on 
maintaining focus and applying that right amount of pressure to ensure that you're still going to move forward, but you're not like death grip on the wheel, white knuckle through bumper to bumper traffic or whatever. Being able to find that, that perfect amount of pressure to apply to yourself is like the model that I try to keep in mind when I want to improve myself. When I'm like, yeah, working on self-improvement, but also like not crushing myself when I fail. Mm. So that's the metaphor. How that translates <laughs> to everyday practical application, I have no idea. Yeah. I feel like talking about it helps. Yeah. Maybe. It's like the whole like, Brene Brown, shame needs silence. Right. Yeah. Knowing how to laugh at yourself. Knowing how to not take things too seriously. So my way of, like, asking the same question is almost, it's like how, I, I, I think we talked about it the other day, like, how do you care about things but not, how are you passionate about things but not, like, be consumed by them? Or, like, yeah, not take things too seriously but know that they're important to you. Yeah. Still being obsessed about it and wanting to work on it, but knowing when to give it space. I think that's why for me one of the biggest skills that I try to develop is listening and that's like listening towards other people but also listening towards yourself. So listening towards other people if this is my favorite topic to talk about and I just keep on talking but I see that the other person just isn't interested that's my cue to be like well maybe this conversation isn't going anywhere we don't need to talk about this anymore. Yeah. But if they are really interested it's like oh okay well we can double down lean in let's talk about it. Yeah. In the same way, maybe you need to listen to yourself sometimes. Okay, it's great that this you work on this project and it it's all consuming and you love it. Like it gives you those projects that give you energy. That's really good. But you also need to develop a sense of listening with yourself of okay, there there needs to be a layer of you need to take care of yourself right now too. Like you can't just be obsessed about this one project all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, work on your listening skills. Yeah. I think, I would, okay, can I add two things? Yeah, go. I think it kind of goes along with, like, listening. It's, like, the same mindset. Mm. Like, white space. Having white space in your life. Okay. I feel like these are two things don't just apply to, like, being easy on yourself and, like, being able to both be, like, a motivated, productive, passionate person that's still mentally healthy. Right. But also just in general being mentally healthy. Yeah. I think like white space, just like not filling every block of time with something. Uh-huh. Like leaving space in your calendar that's I'm not putting anything here. I don't know, you you let yourself do some activities in your life without there being two things going on at once. Right. You like spend some time alone just like sitting. Mm-hmm. You like don't read the news while you're brushing your teeth or yeah. eating breakfast. You just do one thing at a time and like take white space. Right. And also I feel like I feel like that is really helpful to just like when you have like more space in your life and you're able to see yourself as a human being beyond the things you do. Uh-huh. Like that's helpful. Okay. Yeah. To like taking it easy and not beating yourself up. Also I feel like being vulnerable. I think sometimes you're like I think this is something I fall into. I know I'm supposed to be able to like do failure well mm-hmm. and so I don't when I do fail I'm really upset because I don't do failure well right. but then I also am like ashamed of like how upset I am mm-hmm. 
And that's like a spiral. Right, totally. Where if I could just be like, I'm really upset about this, and I'm upset with myself for being upset about it, but if I could like just kind of admit that and own that, and like I'm sure there are people in my life that 100% understand it, mm-hmm. I think that kind of like stops some of that spiraling. Right. And I feel like if you're able to share things that hurt you, you're less scared. Yeah, totally. Well, and but I, I think ties into listening as well. Yeah, and I would also add like, similar to vulnerability it's like being able to laugh at yourself and like not take things t- too seriously or um while we're entering a pavement experimental area <laughs> do you see what's going on yes i don't understand they're multicolored there's bumps yeah um so yeah to add to your be vulnerable about something i would say like take yourself less seriously learn how to laugh at yourself and like i think your ability to laugh at yourself is tied with like your ability to laugh at others or like laugh with others Mm -hmm. um and i think that's a skill to develop too of like finding humor in things Mm -hmm. uh like seeing the bright side of life or whatever or just not even the bright side of life but just like being able to laugh at how silly and crazy each of us are as individuals and not like making it the end of the world yeah. Um, Having a definition of yourself that's beyond any one thing. Right, yeah. So in my in my Google calendar, my entry for our Skypes is uh, Rachel Space. Mine is Ray J Quality Time. Ray J Quality Time. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, are you good at finding white space? Um busier my life is the better I am oh well yeah kind of because I think when I was not so busy when I'm a little bit bored then I'm like kind of scared of being bored and so I fill everything with like music or tv or podcasts or what I like about my job right now is that it kind of takes over my life right but part of that is that like I have to be really intentional with my time okay and I have a really good reason to because I like I work with people and I need to like be kind of available but I think part of it is like okay what do I need right now to take care of myself so I can take care of others and so I like I'm pretty in, like I have a really good motivation to like kind of get up early and have some space to myself because I need a long time right and like carve out those times but I, I I'm getting better at it I guess so I want to like celebrate the success I think I still have a lot of work to Okay. I think the most restful thing for me to do is like total white space, like literally sit down and like put the screens far away. Yeah. And like just, but also like not really even have a plan, like just sit there. Right. Um, and like alternate between sleeping and reading and thinking and journaling with like total permission to just like see how the day goes. But sometimes I don't, that's like intimidating to like have to like be alone with my thoughts. Oh. Well, I like, think it's big, it's too scary way, but like, yeah. it's like, well, well, maybe that will be tiring, because then I'll have to think. I want to think, I want to <laughs> not know kind of deal. Right. Yeah, to me, that's always interesting, like, the that intimidation factor of, like, I ask myself, what is there to be intimidated by? Yet, I still am. Like, I, I still, like, procrastinate it. Yeah. Like, I'm still... For me, I just think I, like, it's like, I think it's tire I, I think it will be tiring mm. and I think I've like deceived myself to think that like I can not think 
but at the end of the day, I think, like, pushing thoughts away is just as tiring as thinking about them. Yeah. Without a caveat that you don't need to think about things until you've figured them out, you're allowed to, like, think about something and, like, realize I'm not getting anywhere and be like, okay. Right. But I think I, I can only set it down when I've, like, tried to think about it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm just trying to process, like, it's tiring. Like, I think the times when I talk myself out of meditation, it's, like, even though I know I enjoy it and I'll feel good after it, I still, it's like, oh, I'm too tired to meditate right now. But, like, I, that, to me, it's like this, uh, this, like, loop I catch myself in. You know, like, what is it? It's not like I'm doing anything, like, but it is, the act itself is still tiring, or... Well, I think it's like when we're, when we're tired, we're like, I don't want to have to do anything. And so those things that we know are good for us, but aren't necessarily, like, our first instinct, right. or, like, you kind of, there's a little bit of, like, forcing yourself to do it. You have to scrounge up motivation and make yourself do it, and that feels, like, painful. It feels like homework. Right. It's like maybe you do math problems for fun, but as soon as they're assigned, it becomes work. <laughs> maybe you do math problems for fun. Um, yeah, but like, like the alternative is just sitting and watching TV, but that feels like less work. But when I feel like what tires us out is having to do all these things. Right. I think sometimes like we just don't want to have to do it. Yeah. And so, like, sometimes I feel tired because I'm like, oh, man, there's so many things I have to do. And if all of a sudden someone's like, you can just sit here and do nothing. I, that's, like, before I haven't even done anything, but that freedom feels, like, Right. Best. Yeah. And I think it's, like, our mind running through that. It's not even that, like, we're physically tired, but it's just while we're doing it, we're like, oh, I can't believe I still need to do this, like, still need to do the dishes like holy cow yeah and, and like it's your mind that's being like yeah I've learned that I will not find something restful if I don't give myself like freedom in it like if I'm beating myself up or forcing myself to do certain things right then I'm like not gonna find the like day off restful yeah that's why I something that I've like taught myself in recent years is if I'm reading a book and I don't like it, just, like, get rid of it right away. <laughs> because just having that book is, like, blocking me from reading more. Yeah. Uh, and it's, like, not something that I want to do, but I've left it there. What about the book you're reading right now? Yeah, it's true. But you are <laughs> reading it. I am reading it. It is still, like, yeah, mildly interesting. And there, there is this, like, I think to me this book is almost a mystery. And it's like, I want to put my finger on what it, what about it that I want to get out of, get something out of it. I'm more thinking of books that are like almost just too dense. Like this book is very light and easy. And so it's not the end of the world. If it's like, oh, I don't love this book. But I think there are some books that we like should ourselves into of like, oh, I should have read this book 10 years ago. Everyone's talking about it. I can't believe I haven't read Anna Karenina or whatever it is. Yeah. But it's like, oh, this is so boring. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> those kind, those sorts of things. And I feel like sometimes we can do those things, but kind of only once. I don't know. It's like, 
because I sometimes have things that I'm like, I don't know, like when I was living in Vancouver, I really wanted to be, I wanted to bike everywhere. Like I wanted to cycle commute, right. but I always struggled to do it. Mm. So it's just like, oh, it's so tiring. Like if I bike there, I have to bike back. And yeah. as soon as I gave myself the freedom, I was like, okay, if you get tired, you can get on a bus. Right. And like, if you get tired halfway to work, you can stop biking and get on a bus. Yeah. And if you don't want to bike home, you can get on a bus. Like it, and whatever, whenever you want to, like you're doing this because you want to. Right. You're not doing it because you should, you're doing it because you want to. And I'm like, I do legitimately want to. Yeah. And as soon as it was like that, I was like, oh, okay. Okay. And I, I, and I feel like sometimes with books, like I basically stopped reading in university because I had to read so much. Right. That I didn't read anything for fun. Yeah. But yeah, now that I don't, now that I'm like, oh, I want to read. It's yeah. so much easier. So, yeah. I guess. The thing that I'm maybe a little worried about is I get caught in these, like in this situation where oh, if I'm too tired, if I ride my bike to work and I'm too tired, I can just catch on a, I can just hop on a bus and uh, I'll, I'll make it to work. The, the thing that I'm worried about is even if I was halfway through, if I was too tired, I would almost be too stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> be like, no, oh, I'm on the bike now. I'm just going to power through. Like, I think something that I struggle with is even when I am tired with things, I tend to power through and like yeah. not be healthy towards myself. Yeah. Well, for me, it was always asking like why I was doing it. For right. me, like I was, even though I was going to be tired, my bike ride also was not hard. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I was like, I would actually feel better doing a bit of physical activity. Right. Like I'd be like, I'd be tired, but I would actually sleep better when I got home. Yeah. Um, and it true. was like my brain that was tired, not my body. Yeah. Um, but, and sometimes my brain was just so tired, I was like, I do not want to. Right. And forcing myself to do it will not make me feel better. Whereas sometimes I was like, oh, I think I might feel better, I'm going to try it. Yeah. And usually, I, I don't think I ever stopped halfway home, I always made it all the way home. So I was like, oh, I can't do this, it's fine. Right, right, right. I, I, it feels good to kind of like, you know? But, it's just like, why are you doing it? Yeah. Like. It's like those things where you were going to do it anyways, but then your mom asked you to do it, and you're like, oh. Now that you've asked me, I don't want to do it. <laughs> and somehow you, like, introduce this other person in your brain that's like, no, you should do this. Right. And I'm going to make fun of you if you stop halfway. Yeah. But you should look at that person and be like, we're the same person. You're <laughs> just as tired as me. Why are we doing this? Uh, why are we so crazy to ourselves? <laughs> yeah. You said you are, you're better at finding white space when you are busier. And something you like about your job right now is that it's all consuming so you find that it it like pushes you to be more intentional with your time yeah i mean part of that isn't necessarily that it's all consuming like my job is intentional right so because my workspace is carved out intentionally and even because my job carves out my time off intentionally it's like oh, oh right. like it's just like it's like a natural flow out of that is that i'm more intentional with my time. So, yeah because i think when you're when i have a lot of free time i'm like oh i'm resting right all the time <laughs> so I'm like, why would I need to be intentional about white space? Right. Yeah, this is almost... Earlier we were talking about how do you get better while also... Like, how, how can you accept where you are now while also trying to be better? Yeah. To me, that's almost my relationship with white spaces. I find I get better... Like, I, for me, I know planning things makes 
me do more things, which is what I want. Yes. But also, that's also a bit of my downfall, is I plan too many things, because yeah. there's too many things that I want to be getting better at. I know in order for me to go rock climbing after work, I need to have made the decision the night before, I pack two lunches, or I pack my lunch and my dinner, I have my rock climbing shoes in my backpack, so so that I'll go straight to the gym right after work because I know as soon as I make it home it's like that much more effort for me to go to the rock climbing gym so I have it in my plan that I'm going rock climbing and it's like I've already made that decision but then I push myself too far and it's like Jason you were too tired you shouldn't have committed to rock climbing you should just take some downtime at home is this like when you have planned it the night before yeah, and I've, like, committed to, like, maybe I've told some other people that I'll go rock climbing, um, and I, I like, don't want to bail on them. Yeah. And it's hard for me to be intentional. That white space is, like, I know the white space would be good for me. Hmm. I don't really know what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, it's hard to know ahead of time that you're going to need white space. Yeah. I think we should all just assume that we're going to need white space. Okay. Like, I come from, like, a Jesus background. Right. So, or I, li- I believe in Jesus, whatever. His teaching is, like, you need a Sabbath. Okay. Like, one day a week, you rest. Right. And, like, you know, that's the way I believe we were created to be. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. And so, and I think, I don't, I believe that and I still don't do it, so like, what does that even count for? But, um, <laughs> I think we should just assume we're going to need white space. It should almost be the first thing on the calendar. Right. Going to, is church your white space? Because no. I'm, yeah. Well, no, but like, so okay, yeah. That, I feel like these days, like, Sabbath has become like going to church. Right. But that's not, I don't, that's not actually what it is. Right. I think... It's it's a kind of a nice part of it because I'm like an introvert, uh-huh. but I also like everybody needs people. That it's nice to like if I'm doing a Sunday as my Sabbath, which I almost don't, I don't always do it regularly. Don't do that, but right. It's nice to kind of have that spot where you're like, oh, I go, I hang out with people, I'm a little bit social, maybe like I'm really enjoying it. We go out for lunch, and the rest of the day, day is like my time, uh-huh. or just like white space. Yeah. Okay. For me, like church. Church is community. Right. Time with God is not just right. that. Okay. Yeah, cool. I like that. But it's helpful to pick, like, a day. Right. Like, Sunday or Monday or Friday or yeah. whatever. Um, because then it's just, like, you always know, like, if someone's like, oh, they want to do this on this day, or you just can't commit to anything. Yeah, that's the thing that I struggle with. Because I, I plan so much... And I do have, like, Jason Day in my calendar. But then somebody says, oh, can you do something Wednesday? And it's like, oh, that was supposed to be my day off. I'll make my day off Thursday. Sure, I can do Wednesday. Like, I try to be flexible to the other person. Until it doesn't exist anymore. Until it's just like, oh, Thursday becomes Friday, Friday becomes Saturday. Yeah, totally. I just keep on... uh, And that's, like, indicative of me putting my needs behind the needs of others, I guess. Because I could have pushed off push back towards the other person saying oh sorry I can't actually do Wednesday or something important that day <laughs> yeah oh, but I, I think you just recognize like it's actually not 
it's as much for your friends as it is for you. Yeah. I, I know that out in my head, <laughs> whether or not I uh, act that out through my, or I show that through my actions, work in progress. Yeah. And I also think, like, you can say no, and people will still want to hang out with you. You can also bail on people, and that doesn't make you a flake. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I think what I would say is I should just be better about, sorry, I promised Wednesday to myself. And yeah. That's, yeah. And I think that's, like, as hard as that is, I think it's also really valuable. Not just because, like, it gives you more energy for when you do hang out with people. Not only is it just, like, essential for your own well-being, right. but it also, like, I feel like everybody needs to learn how to take time for themselves, and I feel like you doing that and being willing to say that to your friends, he's like, oh, I'm allowed to do that, too? Like, we're allowed to say no and take care of ourselves? Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> um, yeah. We'll get there. Work in progress. Work in progress. Uh, thanks, Ray. Thanks, Jay. Um, I think that's our podcast episode. Podcasting! <laughs> Yay! Safer than listening! Safer than listening. We are now in the falls. This is what the sex is. Wow. Niagara Falls has its own CN Tower. Every every tourist trap in the world has a tower that you can leave in. Okay. But it looks identical to the CN Tower. No, it doesn't. Okay. I'm... It looks much more like the Calgary Tower. Okay, great. Or the Seattle Tower. Okay. Well, friends, thanks for listening. <laughs>